0: You're listening to WGSR, bringing hope and comfort to the world, 24 hours a day. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode.
1: Welcome to another edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 146. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. How you guys doing? 146. 146. Who'd have thunk it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you guys have a good Christmas? It was good, yeah. What'd you
0: get? New boat?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: got uh, a gift card. That's it. Yeah? Yeah. Harley Davidson gift card. Give no, card to my Harley my,
1: my go to place is eBay. I'm an ebayer. Ah. <clears throat> well, I, I can I can honestly say I share that sickness, Mikey. I love me some eBay. hmm You better believe it. <laughs> hey, babe. Hey. How's it going over there?
2: It's going well.
1: What's new and exciting?
2: Uh my new Camry. <laughs> oh, is that yours? out yeah, there?
1: Yeah, that's hers.
2: That's mine. Man,
1: what a blessing that is. Oh man, God. Totally handled that deal.
2: Yes, he did. He really did. I didn't know if my old car was gonna make it to the dealership. It was that
1: bad. <laughs>
2: <It> <laughs> well, was. What did it
0: have? Like a couple hundred thousand miles on yeah, it?
2: Yeah, two hundred and eighty thousand miles. I think
0: it
1: was time.
2: Yeah, it was fifteen years old. Wow. It had been a wonderful car for the family.
1: It had. It that served us well. For it was oh. a good old gal. Yep. Who knows? Somebody will get that car. They'll fix it up and <laughs> somebody else will drive it another hundred thousand miles.
2: I'm sure it'll bless somebody else.
1: All right. Fantastic. We just to welcome everybody to the show tonight. And uh, just really excited about our guests. And but first, you know, we got some shout outs. We do. On Mikey. On our Facebook likes, we have Michelle Scruggs. Ah, thank you, Michelle. Appreciate thank you. That. Her
2: name sounds familiar to I know, right? Yeah. Scruggs. Yeah. Does it? It does. Does it's she go to her great. life?
1: I don't know. Maybe?
2: Okay. Well, hey, Michelle.
1: <laughs> and then we have NB Martin. NB? NB. NB Martin. NB, thank, thank, thank you. Thank you so you. much. And then James Allen.
2: Thank you. James, James thank you so much thank thank you for liking this we, we really Facebook. appreciate
1: that. Anybody else out there listening who has not liked this on Facebook, please do. Yep. And we always post every new session to, uh, to Facebook, and you can get it there first, or you can. Uh, like us on iHeartRadio. That's one uh, quick way. And now we are on Spotify. So if you choose uh, Spotify over iHeart, you know, we're on both. Okay. And iTunes. And Spreaker. And Spreaker, Stitcher. And just, just everything. so many. <laughs> God's just really blown it up, hasn't he? I he can't sure even has. remember how many ways and, and, you can... he can Speaking of God blowing it up,
0: we have mm-hmm. number 64 on the countries that we know for sure that, listen, uh, the new one is uh, Bahamas.
1: Awesome. Bahamas.
0: That's what how it was how it showed up. It didn't break it down to what part. It just said the Bahamas. Fantastic. I loved
2: uh, Pastor Miles Monroe oh, from I the know. Bahamas.
1: He used to speak at all of our R three Global yeah events. He was amazing. Yeah, amazing guy.
2: Yeah,
1: that's fantastic. What else we got? Is that it? I have nothing else. You have nothing. Well. I just I just have Jesus. Amen to that. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I'm always excited to be here. Absolutely. So you guys pray for me. I gotta gotta go to work straight away after this. <laughs> so uh, that's or, why
2: we're starting a little early. We percolated today, right? some
1: coffee and uh, we got it going on Colombian so Supremo. You betcha. <laughs>
2: that
1: is the uh, official coffee of the GSR. <laughs> He found only at Publix. (laughs) (laughs) Where shopping is a pleasure. They didn't pay me to say that, but that's okay. (laughs) All right. and babe, where do we start with our guest tonight?
2: I know. It's just been a blessing from the very moment we met him. Uh, But maybe you should tell people where we met him.
1: Well, for those of you that have been following the show, um, you know that uh, for a long time, uh, AJ used to come and then sit in the studio with us and he would be a guest on the show and and then uh, AJ, you know, fell sick with cancer, and then we were praying for him and and uh, vigilantly praying for him and uh, asking for prayers worldwide for AJ. And of, uh, of course, most of you know that AJ did pass. And uh, he always told me, he said, "You know, you know, Fritz, I've, I've got this guy that needs to be on your show. He's great. He's a missionary. He'd be perfect for your show." Never told me a name or anything like that, but he must have told me. Ten times, Pastor Jeff. I got this guy. You know, needs to be on your show. So anyway, um, our guest tonight uh, did the eulogy at uh, AJ's service, and it was wonderful. It was it was uh, amazing because if you could have seen the kind of the the sea of sinners out there, so to speak. You know, I mean, half of Disney attended AJ's. You know, okay. service. Yeah. And it was uh, amazingly delivered. It was beautiful. And um, the whole time I'm standing back there, I'm listening to this in AJ's. I, I swear I could hear his voice. He's going, talk to him, talk to him. I set this whole thing up for you. Talk to him. <laughs> He's the guy. And then uh, as if I didn't need more confirmation, my wife nudges me and goes, you know, I think we ought to ask him to be on the show. And okay, you know, it was just amazing. And uh, so we waited till after service and we cornered Pastor Jeff because everybody wanted to speak with him. So uh, we cornered him and just met him. And we, we just feel like we've known him and his wife for for years. They're just extended family. And of course, I've known him through AJ, you know, vicariously, but uh, just uh, just a super sweet spirit. And, and, uh, and uh, we met Jorge who, who we're hoping to, Have on the show soon, and then Pastor Jeff will have to come back to translate, you know, but uh, (laughs) suffering for Jesus. But anyway, um, I just, it's so amazing to have him sitting here in the studio. And I know that AJ's uh, looking down going, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) So uh,
3: what do you think, babe?
2: I think without any further ado, we give you Pastor Jeff Orcutt.
3: Pastor hey, Jeff, thanks. welcome to the show. You know, those are kind words. Welcome. Um, yeah, thanks to Mickey for having us, uh, Fritz, Tina. Those are kind words. And, you know, and I think back on that day, not too long ago, right down the street from here in Lake Louisa, when we had that memorial service for AJ, his mom and his dad were there and his sister. And uh, I know that they, they were at peace because they knew where AJ was. And uh, think back. Oh my, so many years ago, when I was his Sunday school teacher in a church down in West Palm Beach, Wellington, Florida, actually, this must've been 1980. And I remember talking to him about Jesus Christ and what that meant and how he could have eternal life simply by believing that Christ died for him. And uh, I don't have a doubt about it that he accepted Christ as a savior as a, a young boy. He went to camps. We had a lot of camps up and down the state of Florida. And he would attend them, and his dad would also teach there and be a camp counselor for the boys. And I know that A.J. was loved, and yeah, it showed by that memorial service. And it was Amen great that. to meet you all. Amen I mean, that, that was a real God um, thing right there, uh, bringing us together. Uh, we're honored to be here with you. My wife is right here with me, and uh, we again, we're just thrilled to be here. Uh, we live down the road a bit, about two and a half hours south of here in uh, West Palm Beach area. But uh, when you invited us up, I thought, oh, this be a real, a real sweet time. So I hope that we can be a blessing to one another and that we can be a, be a blessing to those that are listening today. And you've already said a blessing to us. I'm going to tell you right now. Hey, I'm going to give a uh, shout-out um, to my friends and family that are listening Um, Our son Matt, it's his birthday today So, happy birthday Matt Matt. Happy Happy birthday birthday, Matt Matt. And I know they're listening out in Arkansas And also for the um, people in some of our churches And uh, yeah, from our mission as well South American Mission I think probably a couple people are listening over there too So, and one other Hola hermanos Saludos en el nombre de Cristo Jesús De repente están en Bolivia escuchando por internet ¿Cómo están? Bendiciones, hermanos, y aquí estamos uh, listo para dar la gloria a Dios. And so I'm really grateful for our brothers down in Bolivia, our sisters there. We have a lot of friends that are perhaps tuning in. I, I know on Facebook they, they were asking about it. And so perhaps we can add a 65th country to this and make it that Bolivia after yeah. tonight. Hey, Amen. Able see it? Ooh, yeah. That would be a thrill. I welcome. would like our that. Our friends from Bolivia. Bolivia. We're yes. just going to welcome you by faith. That's right. And so if you're listening, please uh, acknowledge that. But, you know, this, the program itself, God Stories, um, that's intriguing to me because I just uh, completed my 63rd year. You know, birthdays are kind of funny here in the United States. We always say, well, how old are you? You know, as if it's a bad thing, the older you get. <laughs> how old are you? Well, I'm 63. And we kind of say it with, you know, uh-huh. a tone like that. But in South America, it's more like, how many years do you have? It's more of a celebration. Right. So the more years you have, the, the happier it should be. So <laughs> that's why I said I have now 63 years. So that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Like, how old are you? You know, so celebrate the life that God gives us. And I, I really appreciate the culture down in South America, how they do just that. Um, but in 63 years, yeah, I believe that God has given me a story because the story is not about me. And oh. it's really about him. Amen. And that's why I like your title, God's Stories. You know, when I think about life and what we've been through, um, yeah, there's been some really difficult things that have taken place in our life. And I dare say that every person out there listening tonight, uh, you can uh, recount in your life as well when it looked pretty dark or difficult mm-hmm. or you did suffer or you went through a real difficult time, losing a loved one, whatever it would have been. And I can say this though, I, there's one thing I can't deny in my life. The thing that I can't deny is that God is gracious and that he's a good God, no matter what happens. I can't deny that. I believe that that is so true. What brought me to Christ was his goodness. Thinking back, you know, as as we give our stories a little bit, uh, I don't want to bore you with my story in one sense, but there's a few things I did want to just kind of bring out. I grew up in uh, Illinois, uh, Champaign, born there, and uh, we moved to South Florida, Pompano Beach, Uh, Back in 1960, I believe it was, 61. And uh, I have, there was nine of us, seven boys and two girls. So my mom and dad had a big family and they got us all to Pompano Beach, Florida. And there we began to really uh, live. And that's where I grew up in grade school and junior high and high school and so forth. But growing up in a large family really had its challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom did not have a lot of money. She worked waiting tables at a ranch house restaurant and we'd, she'd come home in the evening and she'd pour out the change out of her apron and we'd all count it together. And my dad died when we were I was young, 15 years old. So he wasn't around that much. So my mom really had to raise us all after that in 1969, well. 1970. My oldest brother was in jail uh, at that time for a year down in the Broward County Stockade. Uh, for some marijuana possession uh, in fort lauderdale back in 1969 it was a real serious felony back in that back day and you betcha a felony um, and so he had to uh, spend a, a year in jail down there and that's when my dad died so the family was really uh, losing its grip in one sense my mom did the best she could to hold us together when i was 15 years old though i was a uh, a good surfer growing up in the South Florida coast. We'd always go up to Fort Pierce and Cocoa beach. And I, mm-hmm. I lived for that. I was a, I actually was got pretty good at it. Uh, we traveled to Mexico and to California with my buddies and uh, in a Volkswagen van. Mm-hmm. And I remember stopping in Fort Pierce one evening, we'd stay there to surf shop. I was on a team there in, in Fort Pierce in the, the little motel called the Flamingo Motel on US-1. And it was owned by some friends of my mom and dad's who were also in Champaign, Illinois. And Would they, you believe I know where that is? Or is that right? Well, I'm from
1: Boca Raton. I was born in Fort Lauderdale, so that's my old stomping grounds. Same thing, right? Did I know exactly
3: where you Did you go to, exactly you go to the about. Flying L? Fort, oh, yeah. Fort Lauderdale High School? You betcha. How about that, Fritz? <laughs> Stopping in Fort Pierce that night, uh, her name was Kathy, and she said to me, I was a friend of the family, in fact, She used to take care of me when I was a baby up in Illinois. She said, Jeff, she said, are you going to heaven? And I was 15 years old and I thought to myself, well, um, Kathy, isn't everybody going to heaven? And she looked at me, she goes, no. She goes, no, not everybody is because not everybody believes that Jesus Christ died for their sins. Would you trust Christ as your savior tonight? Would you believe that he died for you so that you could have eternal life? And as I thought about that, I really did want that assurance that, yeah, I would, I would be going to heaven when I died. And I said, yes, I would accept Christ as my savior this night. And I haven't forgotten that since. And she lives up in St. Augustine. I just wrote her another card saying, thank you, Kathy, because of you. Yeah, this is where I'm in. This is where I'm at. And uh, so those things are, are, are things in our lives that we look back on. And that's part of the story that God is, is, it begins in our life when he enters our life like that. And so after that, um, not really knowing what to do, um, again, surfing, I took off for California for six months uh, with my buddies and doing things that probably I shouldn't have been doing. But uh, all that time searching for answers and for peace in my life. I thought that if I could just go out and live my life the way I wanted to do it, I would have peace. And that would be a wonderful life to live. But it wasn't like that at all. Oh, no. You guys know. Oh, We, no. we sure right. do. Oh, yeah. Why is it we're
1: just hard-headedly in, instilled with that vision?
3: <laughs> you know just get, if I could just be the way I want it I'd mm-hmm. be happy and we strive for that not gonna happen the Holy Spirit and that's the reason Mikey the Holy Spirit says it's not gonna happen in one sense because the Holy Spirit here's the thing about scripture you know we can have a lot of confidence in what it says I think Ephesians 1 13, and 14 says in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption You see, I believe when the scriptures say that when we believe that Christ died for our sins, he seals us with the Holy Spirit. And it says the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the down payment or the guarantee that we belong to him and that one day we will be redeemed. Our inheritance will become um, a reality And so we know that that will happen because we have the Holy Spirit within us. That's the guarantee of salvation. And so the Holy Spirit that is promised there in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 is the same Holy Spirit that was working on on me as a a 15 to 16 and a 17 year old teenager. And so I was miserable inside out in California and traveling the, the land, surfing for the perfect wave. Came back to Florida, I think it was 1971, November or December. My brother, Scott had gotten out of jail and he went to Bible college. He said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn about the, the Bible," and so I thought, "Wow, that's that sounds interesting." He, said, he says Jeff, you ought to go to Bible college too," and I'm thinking, "Well, I don't know if I'm, I'm not that smart. <laughs> what would I, what would I be?" Uh, so I was with some friends one day, and um, we were again. Uh, it was before when I got back between the trip from California and entering Bible college that I was with them and a group of fellas and we were together at lunch and they said, Jeff, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going I'm to go to Bible college. And they said, what? <laughs> what, 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 what are you, you going to do? And I said, I don't know. I said, I'm just going to study the Bible. And so they had a good laugh at that. They chuckled a little bit. They didn't know where I was heading and neither did I. Mm-hmm. But we went to Bible college down in Hollywood Beach, uh, Florida Bible College. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Uh, um, registered and came in the second semester in January. My brother, Scott, was already in school there. And that really began an adventure um, of learning God's word and um, finding out that, boy, he does love us no matter what. And I think of John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Porque de tal manera amó Dios al mundo, que ha dado a su hijo unigenito para que todo promesa de that's the promise of God so I begin to really uh, take that personally into heart and to look at God's word in a whole different light and 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 manner that this is God's word this is what he wants us to know about him. there is no need more for special revelation perhaps but Hey, we can't put God in a box and say that he won't give us some revelation in ways that he deems fit no matter where we are in the world. But hey, we have a complete written account of God's word here before us and and his will is revealed. And sometimes it takes a long time to understand that. Uh, We're just human at best. We're trying to understand a, an infinite God and, and and what he has given to us to to begin to learn about him and his will for our lives. It can become very daunting. And as a as a young teenager, a young boy now, I really uh, getting into my um, 18, 19-year-old years and thinking about, okay, what am I going to do with my life? I had no idea. So as time went on studying the Bible... Um, um, I met my wife and she was in high school. We were at a church in Pompano and she was in the choir. I remember that just like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the green dress she had on Fritz. Oh, wow. And so I wanted to meet her, but I was really too shy. I thought, man, she, she's she goes to church. <laughs> and I'm, I'm from the beach. So <laughs> I'm a surfer. Beach so, dweller. Yeah. So I... I got enough courage to talk to her a little bit. And actually, I think she talked to me. She felt sorry for me. She said, "Hey, what's your name? So little by little, we got to know each other. My brother was in charge of the Sunday school department. And he wanted me to teach the fourth grade boys. And he said, you're going to need a helper. And I said, hmm. I said, Scott, since you're in charge of this, can you assign anybody that you want to, to help me teach? And he said, yeah. I said, that Kathy McCauley girl. <laughs> and he says, count it done. So I had to call Kathy up and uh, tell her we were going to be teaching together. And I had to come over to her house to plan the listen. Uh-huh. And so that began all that, M- Mikey. Okay. <laughs> I love this.
2: 1975,
3: we got married. And uh, we, we just, last week was our anniversary, our 42nd anniversary. So we're grateful for that. 42. And yeah, 42 wow. years. Wow. Um, so yeah, we got married and she was 19. I was, I think I just turned 21. So we were quite young at this age to, to enter such a commitment and then we started having kids. Um, uh, our oldest daughter, Amy, and then Matt, our son, born on December 28th, and then April. And then and then something happened in life that we weren't expecting. We were doing all the right things. We were going to church and trying to live uh, uh, the way that God wanted us to live and uh, learning his word and trying to do what he wanted us to do in life. And uh, all of a sudden, we Kathy was pregnant again with our fourth child. I think it was nineteen eighty. 85, yes, 1985. And the pregnancy went longer than normal. I think uh, nine months plus. Mm. And having had three kids already, the doctor was... Usually comes earlier. There you go, Mikey. And it didn't. It was like two weeks or more after the, the due date. And I was trying to, you know, make a living by mowing lawns in West Palm Beach area. And and that's how we made a living. We didn't have a lot of money, but um, we sure enjoyed our lives together back then. And I got a call from Kathy and she says, um, I'm at the doctors and they want me to go to the hospital tonight. And I said, why, what's wrong? And she goes, well, we're not sure what, there might be a problem with the baby. And so I said, okay, I'll meet you over at St. Mary's Hospital. And so I drove over there and met her and um, they did an ultrasound scan on her at the hospital and the doctors came in with the nurse and they had a a real um, sad look on their face, worried, concerned. And they said, um, we're going to have to induce labor tonight and tomorrow morning you'll you'll be giving birth. But your baby doesn't have a brain. We we don't (coughs) suspect that there's there's a brain there. Uh, The bone structure is caved in and and, and we're not picking up that what we normally would see. So that was a, a, a fearful, um, a, a scary night, really. I couldn't even imagine how you no. would process that. We prayed. News. You, you, you pray a lot. Yeah. You know, you seek God and say, Lord, we don't know what to expect here, but um, help us through it. So that was a, a something unexpected. We weren't expecting that. The next morning, Kathy gave birth to a little boy and uh, his name was Mark. Mark Ernest Orcutt. And uh, they said, you know, he, most likely would die upon childbirth or maybe not long after. Well, for all morning long, he was alive. Yeah, he was black and blue because of the the stress of coming out in in, in natural childbirth. Um, They covered his head with a little cloth and uh, they wrapped him up and everything was normal about him other than the the head not forming up on top of his uh, skull there. I mean, his eyes were there. You could see his uh, forehead, his ears, everything was there. But um, yeah, he just... He he was never gonna wake up out of this. And um we knew that it would take a miracle for something to reform that wasn't there. Um can God do that? Oh yeah. You bet. Sh- yeah. He there's no question about it. you see, with God nothing is impossible. He mm-hmm. reminded yes. he reminded Mary of that. Luke one verse thirty seven. Isn't, isn't that beautiful, Mikey? Yeah. With uh, God, nothing is impossible.
1: I like what he tells the guy. He says, If you can do anything, father, can you? will you help my son? And he, he looks, he goes, if I can do anything? Yeah. <laughs> he says, Then he says,
3: well, please help me with my unbelief. You know, I love that. We can relate to that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Each one of us, you called me a pastor in the beginning. Yes, I pastor a church. I'm a mission pastor. But yet we're all human. We're all in the same boat there, aren't we? We, we struggle with our humanness. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it conflicts with who God is. There's a There's a tension in life that we continually work through. All right, so what happened next is um, we would come back to the hospital every day after Kathy was discharged after a couple of days, and he, 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 he continued to live. And so after about three weeks of going to the hospital every day, um, we began to learn how to feed him with a little tube in his, in his mouth and so forth. Um, he, he, he started to maybe gain a little weight, and the hospital people there, the staff, they said, hey, you guys are doing great with little Mark. Why don't you take him home? And that was a decision we had to make. Well, sh- could we? Should we? Well, What if? And uh, we prayed and we, we talked to our older our kids about that. And uh, they all wanted Mark to come home. So we took him home. And that little fella, he lived for four months like that.
4: Aww.
3: He was a, a, a little witness uh, mm-hmm. to God's grace. And that might sound funny, but here's the thing. We saw what God could do through a little boy who didn't have a, a brain.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He couldn't see, he couldn't speak. He'd, he'd never be able to, to go anywhere in life. In fact, very short life, if, if anything. So we would be in out in the public with him and he had a little cute little blue hat on I remember a couple times at Publix. Remember Publix for shopping is a pleasure. You mentioned that in the very beginning. <laughs> I was standing there checking out with a little Mark in my arms and uh, two teenage girls came up and uh, I was thinking, well, I'm not really in the mood to talk right now. I was trying to catch up on some of the magazines in the rack. And they kept asking me about <laughs> Mark. in the rack. <laughs> and I said, uh, this is my little boy. His name is Mark. And uh, he was born without a brain. I don't expect him to live too long, but I do know where he's going. And I said, what about you girls? Do you know where you're going? And that was a little bit heavy. Wow.
1: Well, uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Talk about your built-in segue. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I, and I apologize. I said, I'm sorry. I, that was a little too much. I said, but he, this is our son. I explained the story to him and tears came in their eyes. And, and I said, but I do really do know where he's going. And I said, how about you girls? You know, if you believe that Jesus Christ died for you, you can have eternal life as well. The promise of God is for you too. So things like that, it began to show me that God can use even a little baby boy like that for his honor and for his glory and mm-hmm. for and to share the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Well, the night came when he did pass away, though, in Kathy's arms for four uh, months to the day. Four months. Wow. And he wasn't supposed to make it through the day, huh? They didn't know. And that was, they didn't know. That okay. Was, but n- normally they don't. Uh, anicephalia. That was his, that was his um, birth defect. All right, so we, we did his funeral. Um I think AJ's parents were there, actually, oh,
4: Wow.
3: and uh, talked about God's goodness. And um, but we had a lot of tears too. I mean, I don't want you to think that oh, we were just so strong about this because there was times when our hearts were so broken and so saddened by this. But mm-hmm. never, not we never didn't believe that God had a, a reason for it. We always knew that God had a hand in this. Of course, it's something like that. It's his favorite verse. Character, hope.
4: Oh, oh, perseverance. Yeah.
3: perseverance. Perseverance. Yeah. Character. Kathy has a great verse. When I met her, she loved this verse, First Samuel twelve twenty four. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he has done for you. That's a beautiful verse. Sure is. And I really appreciate Kathy for always hanging on to that. You know, as after Mark passed, we realized that, wow, God really used him. Hey, what about us? You know, we, we can walk, we can talk, we can see, we can do things. Could God use us? Could he do something with us? What, what could we do? So we begin this quest for how could we go somewhere else in the world, maybe, maybe as a missionary, and, and, and serve God that way. Mark was a little missionary, and uh, he really was a blessing to us. Now, here's the new <laughs> thing about that story, because about a year later, Kathy says, I think God wants us to have another child. And I'm thinking, boy, I don't know about that. Let me, let me check with, we better check on that together, Kathy. Uh-huh. And then she goes, I believe that God has God gave Kathy a promise, I can make all things new. There was a verse in the Bible that she read, I, I make all things new. Mm-hmm. So Kathy got pregnant again and we had another baby. And this was about a year and a half later, Kathy. And it was a little girl. <laughs> and so we named her Faith. Oh, wow. So we have a little faith in our, in our life and she was a real blessing to the rest of our family. Um, and so we're so grateful that See, God has a plan for things. And I can't imagine not having a faith in our life today. Um, We have seven grandkids now. So we had three daughters, two (laughs) sons, but we have seven grandkids today. And we're so grateful for that. But we saw how God could use Mark. And we decided to um, seek how God could use us. And there was a mission organization not far down the street from us in uh, Lake Worth, Florida, called South America Mission. And I would poke my head in there. And because one of the fellows that worked in there was on the missions committee at the church that I was going to. And... After a, a few visits there, I said, hey, is there anything that we could do down in South America? Maybe we could go to a kid's um, boarding school and, and and the missionaries that are out in the field, maybe we could teach kids and help them while the parents are away. And they said, well, we do have a school called the Santa Cruz Christian Learning Center in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. That maybe you guys could go there. So we sent on set out to, to discover how God could use us in missions. And so it was a process. We had to go to the Rio Grande Bible Institute in McAllen, Texas, and learn Spanish. And uh, I thought I knew a lot of Spanish at the time, but I really didn't know anything. And then when I got out of the school, I really didn't know anything. But Kathy and I both finished our classes there in nine months. We packed up our kids, all four of them, fifteen duffel bags, boarded American Airlines, and flew to South America, Santa Cruz, Bolivia. They'd never been there before. I went um, ahead of time, one of uh, a couple years before that, just to see what it was like. And I didn't know if she'd like it, but I said, "Well, this is what we he- this is where we're headed." So we really embarked in faith to go to another country that we didn't wasn't our own, and another language and another culture. When our and with all of our kids, and uh, we we went to Bolivia, South America.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: We got there, started working in the Christian Learning Center, but then we saw that there was another aspect of missions that I wanted to be a part of, and that was uh, church planting and leadership training. I thought, wow, that's exciting because I had a Bible education and in, in theology a, a degree in theology. So we began to teach Bible to Bolivian young men and women. So Kathy and I would travel outside of the city in our little Jeep, and uh, we'd go out there and we'd teach the Bible courses, and Genesis was one of them, and the, the Pentateuch, and it's so cool. Even today, we still have friends that were in those Bible classes. In fact, I just got a note, his name is Cheeky Juan Carlos, and he's out in the back country in Robore, and he's a, he's, a, he's a Bolivian missionary to the Bolivian church. To see these men and women, have how they grew in their faith, and how they're serving the Lord today. Boy, does it make it just, it's, it's so, it's a, it's a joy. Mm-hmm. But, but living in South America had its challenges as well. Because, strange you know, there's a thing called spiritual warfare mm-hmm. in the Christian life. And I think in North America, we don't talk about that that much. You do see it more worldwide when you're outside the country. It seems like people are aware of things. And Satan attacks those that want to serve him. Yes, he does. He really does. And we shouldn't take that lightly. Um, it is a spiritual warfare, and Satan doesn't want us to succeed in any any in any manner. No, but when you're getting attacked, you know you're on the right road. I suppose that's true, um, Mikey, and, and it's no fun, is it? It's, no, it's a difficult, oh, it's a difficult not. thing to yes, it is withstand those <clears throat> those those attacks. But God is faithful, isn't He? Yes, and, he and is. Every time He will always see us through those things if we trust Him for that. Okay, so. For, for a number of years, we, we lived in South America uh, doing this type of work. And then in, in the late 90s, we had some uh, – our kids were moving back to the States now. They were getting college age, so they're going to college now back in the States. And uh, we had a, a problem that we had to come back and, and to work with in, in one of our in our, in our family. And um, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so we, we, we did come back to South Florida in, I think, 97. And that was difficult for all of us um, because it was something that we loved – serving in South America, but we knew that now God has another plan for us. So we were working in the mission office in Lake Worth, Florida. And um, for many years, actually, we have just completed 30 years with South America Mission. Wow. So we are still uh, members of the South America Mission. Um, They they put me in charge of church relations. And uh, I do pastor a church in Lake Worth, Florida as well. But uh, still go down to South America every year. And we just completed a trip in August down there, and working with these same men and women who we were able to train some of them, not Man, all of them. Man,
2: I want to go with you guys.
3: <laughs> well, we should do that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Take GSR down there and get some yeah. testimonies. And that would be fun. And yeah. we you not know, it though. It would be in Spanish too. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> we? We have translators. That's right. We could we could do this. Um, we've we've hosted a number of teams to South America. Oh my goodness, um, Fritz. We used to have college kids come down from the U.S. And Kathy and I were in charge for five years uh, from 1989 to 94, something like that, for eight weeks at a time during June through August, which is wintertime down there. So they would come down and we would be in charge of these 14, 15 college kids. And we'd take them all over Bolivia doing evangelistic outreach. And some of the travel down there was, was really kind of on the edge like riding in a freight train, <laughs> all right? So, But that was actually the most comfortable way to travel in a freight car because you could lay down inside those things. Sure, And it was like, we were like riding the rail and <laughs> it would only cost like a couple of bucks each to ride inside of a box car. I remember going from one town, San Jose de Chiquitos out the Rio Beret. it was towards the Brazilian border and getting out there and setting up shop. We'd come in at four in the morning. So we'd all climb out of the box car and go to the hotel, get our room there and uh, plan the events for the day. We'd go out and talk to the neighbor kids and bring them back for a little bit of a a time where we could teach them Bible and play some games with them. And then we'd show a a movie, a Christian uh, outreach movie in Spanish in the church. And then we'd do a puppet show. We did a lot of puppet ministry down there. And that's a great way to reach all ages. Mm Mm-hmm. Adults like it just as much as the kids. They really do. Mm -hmm. I don't care how old you are. You're
1: always drawn to a puppet. I don't know what it is. That's why Kermit the Frog, I guess, was so.
3: (laughs) I should have brought one up with me today. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so one night one night we got on a train rather late going out to the Brazilian border and uh, another boxcar. And as it's pulling out of the station, I'm still not all loaded, everybody in. In fact, my daughter Faith was one of uh, the last ones. So I tossed her up into the boxcar. They grabbed her and I popped up in there and we're all safely on the train now. But I look in and there's a, a number of Bolivians riding with us. So they're all on one side of the boxcar and we're all on the other. And I'm thinking, hey, you know what? This is going to be a long ride. Let's show a movie. So I had an 18, eight, 8 millimeter, what was that, 16 millimeter a real to reel movie and we had a Honda generator with us so I had a lot of gas in that so we put the Honda Honda generator over by the box car door so that the exhaust wouldn't kill us <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing uh, I thought of yeah, no, we, thought
3: we were thinking ahead back then and that exhaust was going right out the box car door uh, had a couple of our uh, college kids nail up a sheet on the wall on this side and then we put the projector right in the middle and I told I, I, I introduced ourselves to the Bolivian passengers they're looking like like, who are these crazy people from, from the U.S.? And I introduced ourselves, and I said, listen, you thought this was second class. This is first class tonight. You're getting a movie on board. <laughs> <laughs> so we cranked up the generator, That's started awesome. the reel-to-reel movie, and we showed this movie. Um, and it was a great Christian film, really clear on the gospel. The train stops on a sidetrack, and I remember thinking, well, I wonder why he stopped. And all of a sudden, the, uh, the, the, the engineers come back, and they're looking in and say, what's going on back here? And I said, well, sir, I'm just showing a movie. Yeah. He goes, well, go right ahead. We're just waiting for the train that's heading back to the other direction to go by, and then we'll continue on our way. And so he started watching a movie with us.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Needless to say, it was a blessing. Afterwards, we shared the gospel. And, and when I say sharing the gospel, we've, we've got to understand something, that it's good news. The gospel gospel's good news. And, and what's the good news about it? I think in the, in the beginning, Fritz, you said we're, we're, uh, the sea of sinners that were out there at the service. Yeah. Yes, myself included. I'll myself disclo- disclosure. There. Myself included as well. And here is the beauty of that: For God so loved the world, the sea of sinners, that He gave His only begotten Son. Amen. That whoever in this sea of sinners believes in Him, you will not perish, but have eternal life. Those are pretty confident words that come from Jesus. In mm-hmm. fact, he said in another another portion of scripture, I think it's John six forty seven. He said, "Truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believes on me has eternal life." Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. In Romans five eight, yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Those are emphatic.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Jesus didn't have to say, "Truly, truly, I say unto you," because he was God. It was already true, regardless of whether he emphasized that fact. No, he's saying. I really want you to catch this. If you believe in me, and now the word believe means to trust or rely upon. In other words, you're trusting in Jesus Christ to save you, not your own good works, not your money, not your church attendance, not quitting this and starting to do this or whatever program you might have to enter. No, it's simply believing, trusting in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. When you do that, he gives to you eternal life. That's the good news. And it really is good news because if it was any other way, how could we enter the kingdom of God.
2: Don't you think it's amazing though, Pastor Jeff, how difficult it is for us to trust as human beings?
3: It goes against our nature, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Because we, we, we especially in North, North Americans, because we want to do it ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. We feel like we can accomplish this and God will be happy with us. It, it goes against our grain. Our, our, our human sinful nature is to, yeah, to not, not accept the grace of God. It's, well, it's confusing, isn't it? It's pretty tough because I'm reading Matthew right now.
0: And many times it says, well, there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth at uh, those who do not go to heaven.
3: There's a reality there, isn't there? There certainly is. That most people don't want to acknowledge Jesus Christ and acknowledge that. How can God be so loving and let a little boy like Mark come into our life without a brain? How could kids suffer in all parts of the world? How is there a God who, if he's so loving, would he let somebody go to hell? Well, you know, when I look at that question, I don't think they're looking at the whole picture here. You know, we as humans only see something from one side. It's a finite side of things. God's infinite. And we don't see the big picture like God sees it. In fact, you know, God is so loving that he sent his only begotten son to die, to suffer. He suffered a life that he didn't have to do that. And yet he felt the pain and the suffering and he knows what we're going through. In fact, I love what he says in Hebrews. We have a great high priest in the heavens Mm -hmm. who knows what we go through. Therefore, we can boldly come to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in any time that we have. God is a God who loves us deeply. And even when we're going through difficult times, is it God's fault? No, I don't believe it is. I think that we live in a fallen world and because of that, there's consequences to, to sin and and, and 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 what goes forward from this from creation and when, when when Adam and Eve were in the garden. In fact, the the beauty of what happened in the Garden of Eden with the sin of Adam and Eve is that God showed up with with mm-hmm. his love and his grace. That's right. Mm-hmm. He says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. He will bruise thy heel, but thou shalt crush his head. I have to look that up exactly. That's pretty close, yeah. Um, the thing is, Satan will bruise the heel of Christ. Is that, that's what that's referring to. And mm-hmm. Christ would crush the head of Satan mm-hmm. because he knew that he needed to do that for us because he loved us so much. He needed to provide a, a savior for us. And that's what Christ is. He saves us from our sin. Does that mean that we don't sin anymore? No. No, that's not the case at all. Um, No, he gave us free will and we're some of the choices that we make. And like you
1: said, there's gonna be consequences to those choices. And I'm just glad that his thoughts aren't our thoughts. His ways aren't our ways. We'd be in trouble. uh
3: I I think of uh, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, it's all about him. Mm -hmm. And when we look at God's stories, uh, I'm talking about what God has done in our lives and where he's led us. Um, this is this is all about him because he's the one who saved me. He's the one that gives me eternal life as a free gift. Now, you have to accept the gift. Uh, Matt, today is his birthday, so you know I hope that he got some great birthday gifts out there, but he didn't have to do anything for those gifts today. He just needed to accept them. Right. And you see, the gift of God is the same way. Same he's, way. He's, he's paid the price for it. He's provided that for us. And so when we, when we see how God works in our lives like that, Um, he is very loving give him a chance you know sometimes we we criticize god for you're not very loving god or you haven't done anything lately for me or or why am i suffering why am i going through this and and we're too quick to write him off as not caring we don't give him a chance i think if we just step back and let god work in our lives a little bit and 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 move forward with some a little bit of faith it's amazing what god will do and those are God's stories. And that's what he wants to do in each one of our lives. And if you're listening out there tonight and you're struggling with where you are in your life and, and what you've accomplished, you know, we don't always make the best decisions, do we? Nope. nope. <laughs> you guys are quick to answer that. <laughs> you're in good company. <laughs> and I look back and think, could I have done some things different in life? Oh, man, I wish I could have done some things differently now looking back, uh, protecting people from some things that they got into, some danger, family issues that were Mm -hmm. difficult for sons and daughters. And you know what? I look back at those days, though, and I think this. I think, well, at that particular moment, I only had this information to work with, and I did the best I could. You know, we can't look back in life and and regret Mm -hmm. what we did or didn't do because we have a lot more information now about something looking back than when we had it at the time. I think that's Satan's best weapon, too. Is to get you to look at the past and to live mm-hmm. in that past and
1: and um, to shame you for it and to think there is this is
3: as good as going to get for me. If you're a parent out there tonight and you're thinking, boy, you know, I wish my kids were doing this or that, and um, maybe they're not walking with the Lord. You know, don't worry about it. I mean, it's hard for <laughs> as a parent you're always going to worry about it. But I guess I'm, what I meant to say was this: you know, think about God Himself as a, as a heavenly Father. And his children, Israel, they didn't, they didn't walk according to God's plan. And I remember and there's a, one of the prophets said, oh, Ephraim, Ephraim, you know, as, as a father to a son, you know, my heart longs for you to, to do that which is right. You know, so God, the creator of heaven and earth, he couldn't make the children of Israel walk a, a certain way to obey him. Um, again, you mentioned free will. And I think as parents, sometimes we beat ourselves up thinking, oh, I, I didn't do the right thing or I wish I'd done this or that. But you did the best you could, hopefully, when 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 you had to make a decision. Thinking back, though, remember God cares about you and what you're going through and how he knows how much you love your son or your daughter. Mm-hmm. And give him a chance to work. Bring whatever it is to him and uh, let him work in your lives. Amen.
2: That's very comforting. Yep. Give but it you... to the Father. It really is.
3: Now, the story, you know, is going to go on. I'm thinking, wow, I guess I'm getting into my fourth quarter of the game. You know, at 63, um, yeah, the game's not going to go on too long here. I'm, I've already played three quarters. Uh, I think about, you know, how, how do we want to finish? Uh, I want to finish strong, but I don't know what that looks like. And that, that's probably good because I look back at my life and if I thought about where I am today, would I have believed it? I never wanted to be a missionary. And I certainly didn't want to be a pastor. <laughs> and I'm both of those. So it's funny how God gives you something in life to to, to be a part of and, and to learn from, and he's used those two things in my life to hopefully um, will teach me more about him first right but then also to be able to uh, serve his, the, the kingdom of God, the, the people of God today. Well, is there any questions? Um, anything out there that we could follow up with this on? Um, I don't want to I' was
2: curious how you learned Spanish.
3: Yeah, like nine months. Yeah, well, I suppose we didn't really learn it in nine months. I think what we learned is how much we didn't know in nine months. Uh My wife, Kathy, she was great. Uh, A funny story is, you know, every Friday we'd have a a grammar exam, and then every Monday we'd get a little um, note of how we did. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first semester we were in the same grammar class, and uh, we'd take our exams, and then she was always getting like, 98 on her tests, 100. <laughs> and I would come and I'd look at my test score it'd be like 55, <laughs> 47, 26%, right? And it was very humbling. And then after Christmas, we came back to our second semester and I remember the president of the college saying, I didn't think you'd make it back here, Jeff. So that that was encouraging. Um, and, then, and then what really uh, was the icing on the cake is I thought, well, Kathy and I will be in the same grammar class. Well, they put her in a different class where the kids that i mean the students that really knew grammar were going to go they put me in another class (laughs) it was the bottom of the the grammar classes and when i walked into that class casper was his name a dear man served the lord many years in guatemala he said hey students don't worry about grades we're not going to keep any we're just going to do the best you can and uh we will learn as much spanish as you can so that took the pressure off but it was humbling had to humble myself and say really i don't really know this but it wasn't until we got to bolivia and started interacting with people, and since they didn't speak English, you had to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so, all those um, tools that we got at Rio Grande Bible Institute gave us the the, the Spanish to um, move forward with and learn. So it was a process. Mm-hmm. It's a second language. I'm still learning Dina, mm-hmm. but if you really want to learn another language, you really kind of have to get around people all the time and mm-hmm. hear it and learn and speak mm-hmm. it. You're forced yeah. to speak it. Mm-hmm. So, nope. the, so yeah, yeah, no better learning environment than that, than to have to.
4: Mm-hmm. Pastoring That's a true. church
3: has had all of its um, um, interesting moments, too, because I'm, I'm down as a missionary in Bolivia and I'm working with pastors. What better way to know what they're going through than being a pastor myself? Right, right. So for the last seven years, I've been pastoring a small church, and uh, I'm grateful for this church, Grace Bible Church. The people there are dear people, and uh, it's been a great part of our life as well. But now I'm able to take those things and, and encourage the pastors in South America. So we're looking forward to you know what God has for us. Uh, the story continues. Um, Colossians 3, 4 says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Amen. Think about that one, Christ, who is our life? Is he your life? And that's a good question to ask yourself. Is Christ, is, is Christ my life? Is he my reason for living? For me, he is. I mean, that, that's, he's my reason for living. And I know that I will appear with him in glory. And that's the promise of God. That's the beauty of the gospel. And so when we when we understand his word and he, he wants to continue to, to teach us his word, you know, it, it, it's a wonderful process. Um, but we have to be patient, don't we? We don't get to know it all in one shot. Oh, no. It takes years.
2: It does. And more often than not, what I notice is it's those trials, those persecution, those times of real suffering that we tend to really grow um, as Christians and develop And, you know, for the longest time, I couldn't understand that. But over the past, probably more so the past year of our lives, um, I've really seen how that has changed my life.
3: You wouldn't necessarily say those were great times in your life, but you wouldn't trade them. But the fruit coming from it, the character that you
0: develop and and such, that's... Where it all—it's where all at. But yeah.
3: diamonds are formed under pressure. Mm-hmm. So you really—I uh, wouldn't trade those times. I, no, I don't like no. going through it. No, no. Right. but right. I wouldn't trade it because I look back and I think, "Wow, I, I did grow from those moments." Yeah. And I, I guess we'll always struggle with this humanness until we're we're in glory with Him, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's one of those tensions of just being who we are before a holy and just God, but yet. You know, as I I love reading the gospels because I like to hear what Jesus was saying. Mm-hmm. I enjoy yeah. what he says to people Absolutely. and how he interacted. It's wonderful. It really is. I love it um, because I can see how he does that in my life too. Um, just that daily walk with him.
2: But, you know, it, it is hard to rejoice in your suffering. But, it is. You know, but seeing how much you can grow from it. I can almost see, almost see how you may be able to rejoice in it. You know, I'm not there yet, but you know, like Paul and his companions that were in prison, you know, they were praising God because, you know, when they were beaten and tortured because, you know, they were being counted worthy to be, um, to suffer for the Lord. I mean, I can't even imagine being grateful for something like that, you know, it, it just shows you how far we have to come. Mm-hmm.
3: I think when Paul, you know, he said that I, may, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Part of it is, I think, Paul, he, he knew him and that gave him the, the confidence and the strength to go through the sufferings that he went through. Yeah, so I think you hit something, Tina. There, um, it's. The, the, I, th- I think the secret is that I may know Him. You see, I don't think God necessarily wants our works. He, he doesn't need us. That's I always think that God will accomplish His will with or without me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But He wants. To, right. He wants to use us. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be a part of 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 the kingdom building process. So it's really a joy and a privilege for us to be a part of that. The fact that you know He doesn't necessarily He's not looking at our works per se. God wants a relationship with us. It's not about our performance. it's, yep. it's, it's about relationship. We as North Americans, we base our lives around more performance driven, mm-hmm. you know and yep. what, 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 your, what are your goals this this month? What is your long, short-term goals and your long, long-term goals? And there's value in that um, uh, assessing life like that. But I think sometimes we, we get stuck there. And, and we don't relax and enjoy God's presence and get to know him in a way that's very personal. Mm-hmm. God is a personal God and he wants to get to know each one of us in a personal way. And I think some of these things that come into our life, Tina, are to draw us to him in a personal way. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Paul said that I may know him, that right. I may that I may know of him and his power and, and, the, and the resurrection, the fellowship of the sufferings that comes. But the fact that he's there with us in the midst of those sufferings, we don't always see it, but he's there. And we can at least encourage one another in those truths. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, what's, what I've been going through the past
0: couple of weeks, uh, like Tina was saying, it, it, I'm there to a small point that, you know, I was actually praying, okay, Father, I hope that I am gaining what you're trying to teach me here, get out of what, I'm, you know, what you're trying me to get out of this. I just, I pray that
3: I'm, getting it and um, that's all I can do. And, and Mikey too because you don't want to have to cross that bridge again and so you're hoping to get the value from this at the moment and, right. and so that you can move ahead with some part of your life growing spiritually. Right. Most of the other times is why me? What are you doing? What's going on here? And it, it switched. So Things will happen in our lives that we don't have any control over. Uh, I think we can all attest to that. But God is in control of all things, mm-hmm. and uh, we can we can rest in that. And there is a rest for the people of God, and He wants us to learn what that rest is like, and that's where it comes. That comes through more and more as we get to know Him and what He is like, and and enjoy uh, the God who lives, you know, who 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 saves, um, and that's why His Word is so important to us. I don't think we can really get to know Him apart from his word. So, you know, I think memorizing scripture is important. Um, uh, studying the scriptures, uh, fellowshipping with other p- believers, uh, encouraging one another w- with the word of God, those things will help us grow spiritually. I think of the, the 64 countries that you're reaching, there are believers in these countries that are suffering dearly. Oh, sure. <laughs> um it, we we have no idea in some respects. Here in the U.S., I don't think we suffer. We suffer. No. Yeah, but, we do. But there are there's different types of suffering yep. worldwide.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I'm grateful that they're able to listen and hopefully find some encouragement. That First Peter five seven says this: Cast all your care upon Him, because He cares for you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? It is. Oh yeah. And then he says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour." But then he says, "We have these things common with with one another as we walk forward with Christ." But cast all your care upon Him because He does care for you. So if you're 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 in some situation tonight where you just need to sit back and say, "You know what? I just need to give this to God. I need to cast my care upon Him. Realize that He cares for you." And when you can do that you're going to have a piece that will pass all understanding. I think uh, that just would
1: be a good segue to pray. I just feel well, like I, uh, I was
0: going to ask him to yeah, uh, you know mind just uh if we there's have any listeners out there that need to hear the gospel? Uh, we're asking you to
3: let it go. Amen. Yeah. Father, thank you so much for a time in which we can really talk about you because this is a, a radio uh, Program about God's stories father you're you're working stories in our lives and I thank you for that it's not always easy and it's sometimes difficult and sometimes we go through difficult times where we actually suffer but Lord I, I know that you care for us because you say so just as you said if we believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins we could have eternal life because you said so father Because Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. We believe that. But why don't we believe the rest of scripture, Lord? But we want to do that. Help our unbelief as as was mentioned a minute ago by Fritz. Help our unbelief, Lord. Uh, Speak to us in a way that reminds us of how much you care for each one of us. And so, Father, we give you thanks. And as we end this year, uh, 2017, uh, I look back on, on, on this year and, and I thank you for that. Thank you for bringing us this far. Yes. We have no idea, Lord, what you have for us in 2018. But I do believe that as you, as you allow us time on this earth, that you'll continue to work your story in us. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So Father, I pray that there's listeners out there tonight that just need to be reminded about how much you love them, that they would have been reminded tonight how much you do, do love them personally. And Lord, there's people out there that um, maybe they've really never accepted Christ as their Savior. They've been trusting some other things like their own good works or their own church attendance, but they have failed to solely trust you as their personal savior apart from all of that help them to see clearly lord how the gospel is good news and that you said that whoever comes to me i will in no wise cast out that if we believe that jesus died for us on the cross we can have eternal life and lord i know that you said in john 10 that this eternal life is eternal and that no one will be able to pluck us out of your hand Mm -hmm. because you keep us lord and that's why this story works so thank you, Father, for this evening, for the time together to just talk about these things and um, for brothers and sisters worldwide uh, in our own country here, Lord, uh, that we might go forth with confidence, with the with the gospel, the good news. We thank you, Father, for this time together. Bless this radio station. Continue to use it in our lives, Lord, to encourage us. And we thank you in Jesus' name, the name that, just, that is powerful, wonderful, and saves. Amen. 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 I feel I've been to church. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: well, I am a pastor missionary. <laughs> yes, you are. In well, closing, uh...
1: <laughs> well, that was one forty-six. That was one forty-six. Wow,
2: that was amazing. Man, I'm is really... that the last
1: one for the this year? Or yes, got... it was.
2: Yeah, Next what a nice way to close. out Wow, what a way it to really. close out twenty
1: seventeen for
3: us too. Thanks. Yeah. Fantastic! It's
2: meant so much for you guys to be here. It with really us.
3: has. It really so is the, amazing. The feelings uh, mutual, and it's nice to see that uh, s- s- three people with a vision for what God can do through the voice of the internet, the radio, and you guys are doing it. So keep on, keep doing this. God God's blessing you, and it's nice to see that blessing. It was all His idea. Amen. Yeah, I,
1: I um, shared that with him, Mikey, about about your vision uh-huh. of radio and how we met. Briefly, and, uh, and how we started in the kitchen, and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. 64 countries later. Yeah, four and a half years. <laughs> well, guys, as, as we always say, you know, this will be my, my last year-end speech for the year. <laughs> but if God is, uh, you know, everybody's got a story, and if God is kind of pricking your heart to share it, you know, we'd, we'd love for you to come and sit here personally with Absolutely. us next year. But, you know, if you can't do that, you can write us. Uh, write your testimony and send it to GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And we'll read it. We've read some amazing, yes, we have. amazing stories right here on the program. And we're not scared to do that. You can call in. You can Skype in. We've got so many ways that you can be here with us Uh and uh, like I said, we'd, we'd love for you to come as Pastor Jeff did and sit personally, but uh, if you can't, we understand. Right. But we'll still take that story. And if God has laid it on your heart to share it, you know. Uh, we'd love to do it. We would love I to just be listened, a steward but, of it for now. I just started hard. listening to some of the other ones,
0: but I think it was in the beginning of, I think 81 through 85. Uh-huh. And I think that was where we read those, not even a whole testimony, it was just a two hour stint
1: in one guy's day. And yeah. it was awesome. Oh, what an amazing story that was. I remember uh-huh. that where he was going down the interstate yeah. and he saw the billboards. And... Yeah, that was awesome. Oh yeah. So
0: it, it doesn't even have to be a whole testimony, although we'd like it, but even if you had one of those days that the Lord just showed up and you could definitely pinpoint that's where it was. We'll take it, we'll read it. And
1: yeah, we're getting some comments, uh, Pastor Jeff. Uh, awesome prayer. I love this session I love them all. <laughs> thank you. I just want to thank everybody on Mixler um, that's uh, with us this evening. Uh, some I can see your name and some I can't, but if you follow us on Mixler, I can actually see your name and that would be awesome if you would do that. And then and every time that we go live, you would be notified and you can you can tune in with us. We're also on YouTube because we have faces for radio. <laughs> but we're now live on YouTube and you can follow us on that channel as well. And um You know, Mikey and I are dead set against this, but I I feel led to mention it. It is um, end of year. And if uh, you're looking for a good uh, tax time benefit, um, we'll gladly be the recipient of anything that uh, you would like to give because the tax man cometh. Yes, he does in a couple of months. In a couple of months. And we have to file like the big boys. Yes, we do. it's usually uh, $300 or better for us every year just to file the taxes. Mm -hmm. um, If, you know... God's tugging at your heart, uh, then it's all I'm going to say about that. That's right. Uh, we have just appreciated everybody that's given uh, uh, over this last year and helped us to make you know the monthly expenses a little a little easier on us, and we appreciate right. that and so are. so very much. We are a five hundred one c three five hundred one so. c three. That's right, and we uh, that's and why we got to file the big one. That's why we got to file like the big boys. So, and if you listen to us on iHeart, please follow us. Amen. Follow us on iHeartRadio Radio, and uh, you'll never miss. Uh, A session with Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Pastor Jeff, I don't want to quit, man. I just want to sit here and uh, drink coffee and uh, talk, but uh, the mouse calleth. Yes, he does. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. This has been just wonderful. Thank you, Pastor Jeff and his lovely wife. Glad to be here. Thank you. And uh, we can't wait to have Jorge Uh, come on. He's probably going to have to Skype in or call in, but... uh, Plus, he's fresh in from Argentina. Oh, he, can, he can write it, and then Kathy can uh, translate Oh, it. true.
2: <laughs> Kathy's like,
1: no. We're prophesying over you, Kathy. So. Anyway, all right. Well, that wraps it up for session 146. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike.
2: And I'm Tina.
1: God bless you. God bless.
4: God bless. In a moment, love can pass you by. Oh